It's your girl, Daisy J. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Daisy J. with Demanding a Better Me podcast. Hope you guys are having an amazing Wednesday. Today is What's Up Wednesday, so let's get right on into it. Um, today's What's Up Wednesday shout-out goes to Flower Bomb Wellness. She's available in the high-end salon. Um, you can book her for your... Um, like your Yanni, your V-Steams, um, she's on Style Seat, or you can go to P as in Paul, H-R-E-S-H, flower.com to book your appointments. She's also available on um, Instagram if you want to, like, check out her different services that she does. You will look her up by um, typing in flower bomb underscore wellness. She is dope as hell, cool personality, met her myself. Um planning a few things to do with her but she's awesome um i believe she sells herbs as well but she gives you all the benefit information she also has um consults with you before your actual v-steam session so again um if you're interested she is in the dallas area you can schedule your appointment she's available on style seat um also available at freshflower.com fresh is spelled with a ph i thought that was clever because you know it balances your ph levels for the idiots out there who didn't catch it the first time but anyway um it's wednesday so i got an email from a loyal listener i'm not going to put her in these streets like that because she wants to remain anonymous um appreciate you for always um tuning in to us and being concerned of what was going on with me earlier this year and whatnot but anyways so she wanted to talk about dating do's and don'ts and i thought it was funny because i was like yo me and my analysts are planning like some dating stuff for 2020 um and i try to like space things out just a personal little note here i try to space things out for me now because i'm involved in so many projects so if I say, oh, yeah, dating do's and don'ts in December, that's too soon. <laughs> like, that's too soon. I need time to map it out, drop the treatments for it. Who do I want to be on the show? Um, do I want to do like a part one, part two, maybe have a rebuttal from a dude? Like, you know, I'm that person when it comes to this. Um, I'm not officially like on somebody's payroll as far as po- podcasting is concerned. So... I got to grind at this. And not only do I have to grind at this, I have to grind at my nine to five. So um, I want it to be a certain type of way, somewhat of a perfectionist. You know what I'm saying? But um, at the end of the day, this is like my product that I'm giving to you. So I don't want it to be just, oh, any type of thing. Like I can go off the dome for a show, but the actual packaging and presentation has to look a certain type of way. That's just how I am. So anyways, um, beautiful people. So dating do's and don'ts. And so she was like, um, as far as like meeting a guy, like how would I meet and approach a guy? And I'm not even going to fucking lie to you. I haven't done that in so long. I can actually tell you the last time I was super aggressive, but it didn't go nowhere because I didn't want it to go nowhere. It was when I was in Vegas on my girl's trip, which, you know, what happens in Vegas, stay in Vegas, but some shit comes out. So me and my girls uh, were... Was this when we were going to, I think we were going to a after party or something. Because I know we had, I could tell you what I had on. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I could tell you what I had on. So I know we was going to some type of after party because we had like just came back from like the strip club or whatever. 
So, because, um, you know, Vegas is 24-7. So, I mean, 24 hours. It just keeps going, going, going. Nothing stops. A few things shut down, but the majority of shit is just going, okay? So, um, we went to the hotel. We we changed, We stayed at the Flamingo. Shout out to the Flamingo. Changed clothes. A few of us were going. That's how, I, okay. So, a few of us were going. We went. Got in the elevator. It was a bunch of fine-ass dudes on the elevator. I'm a flirt. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, um, we got in the elevator, and the dude was like, one dude, I had backed into him, backed that thing up. But, that was, of course, it was on purpose. And then they was like, where y'all going? And, you know, he was like, oh, we're going to go hit up, I think it was Dreas. Dreas, how you say it? We want to go there to Rick Ross or somebody was having something there. And so, um... They was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're supposed to go, to go through there later. Like, oh, okay, cool. And they was like, where are you from? Where y'all from? I'm like, I'm from Dallas. I'm from Texas. And they're like, oh, okay. So we all talking. Oh, it's my homeboy's birthday. Why y'all here? I'm like, oh, we're here for my homegirl bachelorette party or whatever. Bachelorette weekend. And they was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. And so um, the birthday boy, that's who I shot my shot with. He said something. And I was just like, okay. And so I kind of backed into him a little bit. And then he was like, hey, you know, and I was like, oh, can't handle that ass? He's like, I can handle anything. Next thing I know, I'm grinding on you. Ain't no music playing. We in the elevator grinding on this nigga, okay? Happy birthday to you. And then um, I proceeded to get out of the elevator. I gave him my card, and I kept it moving. And, yes, baby boy did hit me up, but I ghosted the fuck out of him. Like, I didn't hit him back up. But it was because I knew he was going to want to hook up. And... (sighs) I had, like, a potential situation waiting on me, so I didn't want to, like, fuck up in Vegas. Like, I wanted to do fun shit, but I didn't necessarily want to fuck somebody in Vegas. They come home, and then, you know, <laughs> I'm like that. And I got another thing I want to talk to about that, too. But, yeah, so that's the last time I remember, like, actually shooting my shot. But I'm just built like that. Like, I will talk to a person or a dude. I'll approach them. Or whatever. I don't, I maybe online I've been approached by dudes. I'm not gonna lie. The majority of situations either I initiated or we knew somebody. Cause I'm trying to think. <laughs> I really want to help you with this one. But I'm thinking the last dude that shot his shot. Oh shit. Okay. So <laughs> fucking Facebook. Okay. So there was this guy. <laughs> That I used to go, I went to high school with him. Um, some people might know who this is because y'all are my friends in real life, but y'all support my show and I love y'all to death. So he is actually the last guy that I actually remember shooting their shot at me. But I didn't know he was shooting his shot. It was one of those white situations. So anyway, so dude, um, friend requested me on Facebook and it was cool, you know, Actually, his name looked so familiar, and I was just like, why do I know this dude? And I couldn't pinpoint where I knew him from or nothing like that. So, I ended up, um, what was it? Something drawn me. Oh, I had did a video, because y'all know sometimes I make silly videos and I post them. And so, I made this video, and he jumped in my DM, and he was like, um, Oh my God, you so funny! And what makes you what makes you feel like you only attract fuckboys? 
And I was just like, it's just the situation that I'm in. I'm single. I'm out here trying to give niggas a chance. And, you know, went on with my little story to him and shit. And so he, you know, would message me back. So he kind of started talking to me literally every fucking day. This nigga would send me a message like, hey, what's up? Or good morning and all this shit. And then we interact and we would talk all fucking day. And I'd be like, I wasn't thinking nothing of it. I just looked at him as the homie because, like I said, I was still trying to figure out who this nigga was. <laughs> we had all these mutual friends. His name looked familiar as fuck, but I couldn't place a name and face together. Like, I was like, who the fuck is this dude? So one day he finally, I think it was like a throwback Thursday or some shit, and I had posted a picture from high school. He messaged me and was like, string bang. And I'm like, who the fuck is string bang, my nigga? He's like, that's who I used to, that's why I used to call you in high school. I was like, oh, we did go to high school together. He's like, yeah, we had classes together, too. And I'm thinking, who the fuck is this nigga? <laughs> because I have photographic memory. I, when I, I remember shit from fucking pre-K kindergarten. That's just how good my shit is. So I'm literally sitting here wrecking my brain. And he was like, yeah, we had such, I don't want to put him out there like that, but we had such and such, such, such class and da-da-da. And I was like, the fuck? And so he sent me a picture of him. I was like, bro, like nigga lost weight. I'm talking about he lost hella, hella fucking weight, okay? Which that's happened a lot. I have a lot of classmates. Kudos to you guys um, who lost a lot of fucking male and female, lost a ton of fucking weight. Like, I can't even recognize you. Now, some of y'all done gained weight, you know. I ain't being fun. I mean, I know I have because I went from being like 150 pounds to damn near 300 pounds. So I get it. And it wasn't even just outside of my kids. It was other shit. Because I looked at pictures. Side note. Sorry, y'all. You know how I veer off sometimes. But I was looking at pictures of me for three years ago. And I was like, bitch, what happened? <laughs> like, you were so fine back then. Like, what's going on? <laughs> That's when I had just moved from uh, Oklahoma to Dallas. So I'm not shaming nobody. I'm just saying some of us have gained and some of us have lost. And I can admit that a bitch has gained. Okay. But this nigga, he lost. He lost a lot of weight. So I was just trying to figure that shit out. So anyways, I finally re remember who he was and I was like, oh my God. So from then, uh, we was clowning like a motherfucker. Like I'm already silly as hell, but we would just message each other, clowning, clowning, clowning. And then um, this is around the time my mom was about to get married. And so my mom had me doing her flowers for her wedding. My mom was a bridezilla, like no shit, y'all. She was a fucking bridezilla for her wedding. Um, it was bananas. Like me and my sister thought we was going to have to like kick my mama ass at one point. Like she just, she wasn't mama no more. She was that crazy motherfucking lady. And, but he was really like him and another one of my friends, they were like really talking me down, like, okay, it's going to be okay. Just get through the day and all this shit. So, um, I'll say all that because, um, we ended up linking up and seeing him in person, it drew out these feelings. And I was like, this the homie, why the fuck do I feel like this? It's like when, when when Laura finally seen Steve Urkel for who he was, that's what the fuck happened. <laughs> I'm not saying this nigga was a nerd because he was very popular and shit like that at school. But that's the feeling I had. He went from homie to damn, this could be my nigga. And so after we crossed that line, 
that was it. You know what I'm saying? So that was like the last guy that I can remember that actually he shot his shot, but I kind of didn't pay attention to it really because I don't know if I said it on the show before, but I always envisioned my man or the person that I'm going to end up with being somebody like, like my best friend, somebody that I can talk, joke and all that. But then, you know, we have the romantic moments together. We just share our lives and it's just, it's platonic. Like it's nothing like fake about it and nothing like that. Like not to say that I was faking other relationships, but I wasn't my best self in those other relationships. Whereas with him, He's seen it all. No makeup, no wigs, um, hair all over the place. Hell, I think he done even, like, greased my scalp before. Like, me and this nigga, we did stuff together. That's, you know, that was what I thought typical relationships do. He was there for me, like, at my lowest of low. Um, always trying to help me pick up the pieces. I think that's what drew me to him, too, is that even though I'm very strong and I'm very independent, he always was like my Superman. It didn't matter what the fuck it was. He was going to like make it happen for me. And he had his own shit going on too. Like not to put him out there, but you know, he lost his job and shit and he was just going through. And so it's like, we needed each other at the right time. And we were there for each other like hard. So he was actually the first guy that I was like, damn, you know, I'm me because I can look at other situations and be like, oh, I was this part of me, but I wasn't like full on Daisy. And even when I was like podcasting and doing my stuff, like even now he's very supportive. We're still friends and we don't went through our ups and downs and lows and shit, but we still friends low key because something about our chemistry, we can't just not fuck with each other. Like we can get mad at each other. We can, you know, go off on each other and shit. But then we'll revert back to being cool. It's just the the foundation that our friendship was built on is why we like cut for each other so hard. Because I know if I needed something right motherfucking now and I call him, not to brag, but if I call him like say, I don't know how I'm going to make this pop or I don't know how I'm going to do this. This motherfucker fit a move mountains to figure out how we going to get it done. But again, that's a testament to our friendship. I mean, the romantic stuff was cool, you know, but that just wasn't the whole situation. Because I haven't been in a situation where all we did is fuck. And we up here talking about we boyfriend and girlfriend, but we don't do shit together. We don't do shit with the kids. We're not playing our future. We just fucking. And we up here saying we boyfriend and girlfriend. I don't want that shit. That is so high school. That's some high school shit. Meet his family and all that shit, but y'all ain't got no goals. Y'all just up here just dating and fucking. I I don't want that. <laughs> the fucking part is cool, but <laughs> it's like, uh, I want to be able to talk to you. Which now in my life, I'm kind of at a crossroads. So I want to date and everything, but I just want to date a certain caliber of nigga that I know ain't available. So it's like, why kid myself right now and beat myself up and down about meeting this particular nigga when I could just go live life? And so, like, me and mom and sister was talking the other day about, like, you know, what we want, what are goals and shit like that. Because um, my sister was just like, she don't want to date nobody until she get her shit together. 
And that sounded so so niggerish to me, but I was like, I feel where she come from. Because the only reason why I said it is because I know a lot of niggas that used to tell me that when I was dating them. I'm not ready to date right now. I just want to get my shit together. But they really wasn't getting their shit together. <laughs> but when she said it, I just laughed. But it wasn't like I was laughing at her. I was just like, damn, you sound like them whole ass niggas. But anyway, I respect the, you know, to each his own. Me, I'm just like, I would prefer somebody to meet me at my lowest of low so we can build shit up together. Because my deepest fear is that once I get to that point to where I'm, where I want to be as far as like career, household and all that shit, I'm probably not going to want to fuck with you niggas because I'm going to feel like I'm too good for you niggas in which I probably will be. I mean, (laughs) let's be clear. Um, (laughs) I'm fixing credit. I'm um, opening more businesses. Me and my sister are about to have some shit pop off with our our podcast is going to make more businesses. So a bitch about to be have beyond seven plus income around this hoe. And so I'm not going to want to fuck with you <laughs> because I would think you want me for my money. I mean, I'm cute, but I'm going to think you want, you want me for my money. Let's just be clear. That's just where I am right now. Okay, so the next question is... How do you establish a relationship? Girl, that's a good question that I can't give you the answer to. (laughs) Okay, what I can say is when I was in a relationship, it was the man that, okay, my last adult relationship that, um, I was, I'll say that we were claiming each other because you got to be careful out here in them streets. Okay. Was when I was in Oklahoma. Um, Because I'm not even going to count that situation from last year. Like, we're just not going to do that. But anyways, so when I was in Oklahoma, I dated this dude. um, He was like the best like date type situation that I had. Um, But... It's true, like, what Steve Harvey was saying, like, profess, provide, protect, like, that nigga did all three of those. If the dude is doing all three of those, that's the best way to to know if, you know, if you have a relationship. I don't like the word potential when it comes to relationships because it's like you should get out of the habit of almost having shit. So, like, when you be like, oh, he got potential or this could potentially be because I used to do that. And I've been checking myself a lot this year. Like, don't get into potential. If he is not all the way there, he is not for you, period. Like, catch that. He got to protect, provide, and profess. You know what I'm saying? I remember he was on the phone. I ain't going to never forget this. He was on the phone with one of his homeboys homeboy called him because, backstory, like, we used to hang out tough. You know, he knew I had kids and stuff, and he respected that. He embraced it, my kid. He embraced my kids, like, he treated them like they were his own. The majority of the stuff that we would do, I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but I probably have. The majority of the stuff we would do, he would like playing shit around the kids. But anyway, so we was at home chilling, at my house chilling. And he um, got a call and he was like, what's up? And I think he was trying to get him to go do something. He was like, man, I'm with my old lady right now. Um, you know, we finna go kick it with the kids and all this shit. And I was like, oh, lady, nigga. But then I had clicked. I was like, you know. That's street talk for my woman. <laughs> so, but this old nigga street talk. Yes, he was older than me. I think he was like 41. 
and I was like 20, hmm, 28, 29-ish maybe. Yeah, because I think I moved back to Dallas. I was 29 or something like that. I don't know. Or I just turned 29. No, I had just turned 28. You know, I'm good for a timeline. So that's, yeah, 28, 29, 30. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I was a young tenderoni, and he was 41. And so, um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. But anyways, so, yeah, his when I heard him, because the thing is, he could profess to you, you know, but when he professes y'all situation to someone else, it's it's real. Because it's one thing to be like, yeah, you my boo and all that type of shit. Or you my baby. But if he's like to someone else, yeah, this is my girlfriend such and such. Like, I remember this happened again. Uh, well, before I dated him, this happened. Where a dude introduced me to his friends. And he was like, yeah, this is my girlfriend, Daisy. And I'm like, nigga, I'm your girlfriend. I kind of gave him a look. <laughs> Because number one, I'm an Aquarius and you have to be very clear on your intentions with me. You just can't be in these streets saying shit. Like you got to be, Daisy, we go together. Because if you don't say that, I'm going to be up here doing what the fuck I want to do. Like no lie. There's no, no lie, no gimmick, none of that. I'm going to give it to you straight talk. No chaser. This is how I am. And so when he did that, he caught me off guard. But when old boy did, I was like, I had to like register that in my mind like oh lady the fuck oh i'm his woman oh shit so that gave me a whole new glow because i remember the next date we went on you couldn't tell me shit like i was already being doing girlfriend shit and all that like when i got with him he got with me as being my friend i'm telling y'all that's the best way to get me is be my friend <laughs> so if you trying um, so husband, if you listening, you got to be my friend, which I, I was told that my husband is already a friend from the past or whatever, that it's not going to be somebody new. So he might be listening. I don't know. But anyway, so, um, I remember that date that we went on after that. We went to, um, this is restaurant that used to be in downtown Oklahoma. I don't know. Um, if um, it's still available now, but the restaurant, um, I forgot what it specialized in, but it was like a poetry lounge, live music, but they had really good food, kind of like Louisiana-ish, because um, they had like gumbo and stuff like that, but like a Creole feel, but it was it was dope, and he, he loves like live music and live singing and shit like that, so um, see, I would I be paying attention, but me and a nigga not together, no, but I was, I was paying attention. But anyways, we, he comes to the house, picks me up, but this date is not like our typical dates. Cause like I said, he was my homie first. So some stuff you just don't notice until you the woman. Well, at least I don't notice until I'm the woman. So we, he picks me up, he opens the door and all this, you know, and he sees me and he's just like, oh my God, like, damn, like, cause I broke it out that night. I had my black, I had this black sweater dress that I still got to this day. 
I was fine, fine. <laughs> and so makeup did, you know, my hair. He wanted me to grow my hair back out. That's another story, too. So my hair was all curly and cute and whatever. And this little curl pattern was popping. And so he had a truck. So I get in the truck and we... He, we got, he got the jazz music playing, so we vibing out to that. So we pull up to the spot. He comes around. Because usually I don't wait. I just jump my ass out. But I don't know what happened or, that, or what was going on in my brain that particular day for me to be like, let me just sit here and see if this nigga going to come open the door. He come open the door. And then he proceeds to, he opens the door, and he's like, um... You know, I get out, and then you have to cross the street to get to the restaurant. So, it's the I forget what it's called, but it's like a gentleman type of thing, like a certain side of the street that you walk on and all that shit. So, he was on the side where the cars were coming, so he was escorting me across the street. And I was just like, this is the first fucking time that I done dealt with somebody who thinks like this. Or, you know, which it felt good. I was just like, a bitch felt like royalty, okay? So we get into the restaurant, we're sitting down, we're talking, we're vibing our usual, you know, whatever banter that we have. Listen to a couple of bands, and he was like, you ready? So we get up, we leave, same situation. He escorts me across the streets. We get in the truck, we go home, go to my house. Um, and we get in, and my mom is up. So we talking to my mom, because uh, when I lived a couple of me and my mom, we had a house and everything. And so she was on one side, I was on the other. Anyways, and so she, we comes in, she was like, oh, my God, y'all look so cute and all this. And we was talking and shit. And then um, it was like this glimmer in his eyes. Like, <laughs> it was like, like, he done, this is my baby. Like, he just felt like he had a trophy because my mom was like ah shit you know it was just it was just a trip and so we were in the room talking going to my room we was talking and stuff and this particular night this is what I found out what emo what emotional intimacy was I think that's why I tripped out that night and why I remember it so well is because of that because he had turned on some type of jazz music and we were just sitting there but, you know, sometimes your expectation is, uh, are we going to fuck tonight? What's what's going to happen? I'm down for whatever, at least in my mind, because I do have a mind of a nigga. Like, nigga, you finna give me some, you know. But, no, he gave me a back rub, and I literally fell asleep off that back rub. Then I remember the next day I woke up, because I'm a type of person. Most people do, you open your eyes first, or most people, like, open their eyes, rise up. I open my eyes and assess the scene. So I look around the room <laughs> to see what's going on. Um, and then he had his, I woke up in his arms, y'all. I was like, oh my God, like that was the best feeling ever. So it's like, I think that night we established like that we loved each other because of what was happening and the moments we were sharing. Because... Like I said, the beginning of that week, he established who I was, excuse me, to him. Even though we'd been, you know, friends, dating. We knew we were dating. Duh. I knew he was dating me. Duh. But he set the foundation like, this is my woman. And I'm like, okay. You know, but he didn't ask me. He professed, he professed that I was his woman. And then he protected me. He always showed so much protection towards me and my kids. Like, 
if I was upset, because I was going through kind of a situation with my oldest daughter's dad, and, like, I would talk to him about it because he had kids, um, and, and their relationship was a little strained because they were living in Detroit, and he was living in Oklahoma, but it was work purposes is the reason why he was in Oklahoma, because in Detroit, he couldn't find a job, like, because he, he's a jack-of-all-trades, but he about his money is what I liked about him, and so it was like... He knew he had to leave. He knew he was going to sacrifice the relationship, but the reward at the end was great. So he always called them. He always sent money, all that stuff. He did everything he could do. Even though the physical action wasn't there anymore, he did everything he could to make sure he still had a, a good bond with his kids. So I loved and respected that about him. And so when I would talk to him about, like, my baby daddy's, like, man, this is going on. This is what this nigga told me this week, you know. And I'm in my feelings about it. He would give me the male point of view, but he always let me know that, babe, you're doing a good job with these girls. You're a great mother. You sacrifice a lot. You know, don't let this nigga get in your head because he don't see what I see. I see you coming home tired as a dog, but you get in there and you cook or whatever. Or, you know, you might not feel like, you know, interacting. You just want to sit in your room, but you get out, you go do stuff with them and you take them places and you show them things he's like so he's like and the bigger thing is you keep these girls rooted in something he's like so don't let this nigga get to you and i'm just like damn my niggas he see what i see he he get me <laughs> so so this is the thing that i really really liked about him now i ain't gonna lie he had a fucked up side to him that i didn't meet i didn't introduce he didn't introduce me that side of him until like much later into the relationship but the foundation that he established and everything was on point. Brother brother was on it <clears throat> as far as that was concerned. So I would say to answer your question, sorry for being so long-winded, but it's really the male. For me, it's the male that has to establish it because for some reason when I say shit, it's jokey. Like it's, <laughs> we in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't come out right. But if he prefers provides protects and professes for you that's your nigga baby like that's that's your man so remember that and you, i know it came from steve harvey people don't respect steve harvey i love steve harvey i think his books his tv show everything like he he really trying to help you get to where you're going you know what i'm saying especially he is so motivational for an entrepreneur like myself like i listen to his videos on youtube um his motivated segments that he be doing because they really be helping me getting through because I'm, I've been wanting to give up. Like when I first started podcasting, I wanted to quit every other day. Nobody really knows that, but I really was like, fuck this shit. I ain't got no listeners. Ain't nobody going to listen to me. And then it was like, well, fuck them if they don't listen. <laughs> it's like, I really had to like, okay, if you only talking to yourself every week, then talk to your motherfucking self, you know? Somebody eventually will listen to you. And then it went from just one or two to like 10. And then it went from 10 to 20. And now I'm just like, you know what? Put the content out there because people don't listen on a scheduled wave. And the only reason why I'm scheduling the shit now is because it makes Daisy make sense. So, yeah, I'm doing What's Up Wednesdays every week for me, but you ain't gonna listen to it to probably two or three weeks from now. And it's fine because there's content there. Cause some people like me, I'm a binge watcher. 
that's why I love Netflix. Netflix, it's a love and hate relationship. I love it because I can watch as many episodes as I want at one time because sometimes, I ain't gonna lie, I be having days, mostly Saturdays and Sundays, where I don't want to be fucked with by nobody. And so, and you notice those are usually days my kids are gone, so I'm able to detox my brain. I put something on Netflix and I would just sit there and watch the shit. Like, Wildin' Out is my favorite show. I love Nick Cannon. I love what MTV is doing with his shit because I can binge watch that shit all day. I can laugh. I can write to that shit. I be, you know, finishing my book or I'm writing out shows while I'm watching this. It's just, it helps me mentally. Even music, you know, sometimes I just pull out something old on my phone. Like, I love Anita Baker, okay? I love Betty Wright. I'll pull it out and just be like, oh, give me some type of inspiration. And I get it. So, the makings of me, my bad. Sorry, I veered off again. But I'm saying all that to say, um, everybody has a system and a process that they use. Okay, so um, final question was... Um, where do I go to meet my mate or whatever? Um, so I don't think there's a certain place that you can meet somebody. I mean, I don't recommend a club per se, but you never know your, your mate, your mate could be at the club. You really can't rule out the club. Um, <laughs> I just, I just don't think, but that's my opinion because I've met people in the club before we became cool or whatever, but mm -mm. I'm not. Even, I'm not gonna say the church either because most of the people or guys at church are either married, divorced, um, gay. Uh, <laughs> um, hmm. Old. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Church. I, I don't recommend church only because I grew up in a church. I don't recommend find you somebody that's for you and is on the same. Y'all are equally yoked and whatnot, but I just don't recommend the club or the church. Natural environments would be like at brunch or something. Like you might see a dude with a bunch of his guy friends and you with your girlfriends and y'all could mesh or vibe or something. Um, do do a day party or something. Just don't. I just I don't know. It's something about meeting a nigga in the nightlife that I that just don't agree with my soul. I don't know why. I can't pinpoint it, but maybe because it's dark. And so <laughs> when y'all establish a date, he might not be as cute. Or Hennessy might be the reason why y'all are attracted to each other. I just. Uh, Hennessy or tequila, either one might make you be attracted to that per attracted to that person. So I don't recommend the club. I don't recommend church because like I said, there there could be a number of things <laughs> wrong with him. Or I'm not even gonna say wrong with him, but I don't know. Y'all might not it I I'm not gonna knock you. If your spiritual life is in the church and that's where you go every Sunday then yeah, you might meet your mate at church, but that's few and far in between. I mostly hear people meet their mates like jumping in DMs, um, and you'd be like jumping in DMs, but yeah, if your page is not private and every like my page is not private, so people can see my shit on my page. So 
a nigga can jump in my DM, case in point, the dude that I was talking about previously jumped in my DM. He was a classmate of mine, but he jumped in my DM. So, yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going to do dating sites, I say you do one that you pay for because you and that person will have the same intentions. Meaning, usually the free sites, everybody's trying to fuck. Like Tinder, everybody's trying to fuck. Plenty of fish, everybody trying to fuck. But if you get on like eHarmony or I forgot what the other one is, then um, you might meet somebody. Oh, black people meet. You got to pay to be on that shit. You might meet some potential. Because I, I met a dude off of um, black people meet. He was a good guy. He wasn't the guy for me, but... Like, we had some great dates. We had some good times together. We, we're still cool to this day. Um, I just realized in 2019, it's some shit about some arrogance about him that I don't fuck with. But <laughs> other than that, I feel like it's, like it's you. Like, what's your vibe? What you like doing? Because, like, my sister, she say her mate in another state. So she going to build herself up. And when she hit that state, he might be right there when she get off the plane. Who fucking knows? Um, for me, I feel like it's not really what I want, but it's always how you don't want the shit to go is how it's going to go because your plan and God's plan are like two different things. You just got to flow and I'm not a flow with it type of person. I got to know everything that's going on. So um, my mate is going to be... I'm going to meet him in a non-traditional situation. And of course, we're going to be friends. Or like I said, I've already met him because according to a lot of shit that I've been reading, viewing, going over my numbers and all that shit, my mate is already in my life. So we might catch each other at the right time, meaning when I'm at the peak of my career, because right now I'm still baby stepping shit. But my YouTube game is about to be stronger. My book, you know, I'm working on. My podcasting, now I'm at two podcasts. I'm about to manifest two more. Like, I'm going to have my hands in a lot of different cookie jars coming up in the next couple of years. So I say that's when I'm going to meet him, when I'm at my the peak of my career. Things, I'm not going to say when things are going right, because things are going okay right now, but they're about to get better. So the advice that I could give to you would be just the vibe that you're on so if you go to brunch on sundays with your homegirls just be on the proud put yourself out there stop being scared like that's another thing too sometimes you got to bring that out of people like conversation because sometimes people just walk up to me and start talking to me and i don't know what it is i don't know if maybe i'm an empath and i don't know it i don't know but People of all walks of life, they talk to me. They gravitate to me. Like, it just happens. Um, but with guys, I know I come across intimidating to certain type of guys. So, that's why I narrow shit down to, like, zodiac signs and shit. Because I'm like, what's your sign? Oh, okay, that's why you act like a bitch-ass nigga. No, I'm playing. <laughs> no, I'm like, like, the Sagittarius are very aggressive with me. Aries are very aggressive. Taurus, them Taurus, baby, let me tell you about these Taurus men. 
the Taurus men will treat me out the most, and we're not even supposed to be attracted to each other. But I've dealt with a good three, four Taurus dudes, like with conversation. They some conversation pieces. You know what I'm saying? They they see something, they be like, hey, what's up? Like they if they feel you, they feel you. <laughs> So that's another thing, too, is I'm very in tune with the Aquarius woman that I am. So it's like, OK, what's your sign? Oh, OK, we vibing. That's why we vibe hard, because I had one dude. He won't admit it to this day, but this nigga jumped in my DMs and I curved the fuck out of him. And then we became friends. But the only reason why I was curving him because of shit that I was seeing and I was like, uh, I ain't going to be um a notch on your belt like i like i i look deep into the situation like i don't want to be that because <sighs> my thing is i don't like being pulled into shit and not knowing so that's another reason why i'm kind of like chill on dating like i fuck with who i fuck with i call them the starting five them that's the homies like i i can fuck with them strong for like six or seven months and i'm cool with that i'm not complaining about that because that's my safety net. So meeting new people, I'd be like, hey, um, why did you jump into my DM? Like, I had a dude in my DM a couple of weeks ago. I was like, who sent you? And he was laughing. I'm like, no, I'm for real. Because <laughs> you cute, something wrong. Like, you cute, you got all this shit going for yourself. Something's wrong with you, isn't it? Like, you know, I'm that person. But, um, but yeah, I think that you should just basically, whatever you vibe out on, whatever your thing is, go to it. If you like writing poetry and listening to poetry, go to a poetry slam. You might find somebody up in there, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like the church or the club. Like those two places are kind of played out. Let's find some new, um, hunting grounds if you will <laughs> to find you know a situation or online dating but like i said if you're gonna do it in online dating is an investment so invest properly in yourself so free sites i don't recommend because like i said everybody looking for ads they want to fuck you know it might be one dude out of 200 that might actually want to get to know you but at the end of it he's still trying to fuck too and that's another thing. Take control of your shit. You know, masturbate before you go on dates. Masturbate before you go out. So that way, when you get into these potential situations, you're you're in a clear-ass state of mind. Like, because I ain't going to lie. Like, we be on a proud, too. Sometimes women just want to fuck, too. It is what it is. Like, it's 2019. It, it, this is what happens. So... You have to do things to protect yourself, but you also have to do things that, um, you know, that set you up for greatness because shit, you might not want the shit that's going on over here. You might want something better. So that's that. First of all, I appreciate my um, loyal listener who sent me in the questions. Please continue to send in other questions. It doesn't have to necessarily be about dating. It could be about parenting, um, anything. Y'all know I love makeup and stuff like that. Like, please feel free to ask me anything. Um, again, I do have some great potential shows coming, so I want y'all to be on the lookout for those. Um, please go like, share, and subscribe. My, um, new show that we have out now, um, Shady Siblings, that's with my sister, my blood relative. I say that because somebody thought that that was my cousin for years. They thought that my sister was my cousin, but that we're going to talk about that on Shady Siblings because that shit was funny. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for always listening and being positive and everything. I hope you guys are having an amazing Wednesday. As always, it's your girl, Daisy J, and I am definitely demanding a better me. Bye.